What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Welcome to the Dodgers Nation post-game show after the Dodgers win. Unclench those butt cheeks. The Dodgers are fine. The cameraman got a little bit crazy there. A little Steiner job right there. That was some warning track power even at Coors Field. But the Dodgers get the W. are now home with Jim Beam and Dodgers Nation. Please remember to drink responsibly. Dodgers, they get the win, and they continue to roll. That was their third shutout in their last six games. The Dodgers now still they pick up a half game on the Diamondbacks. They're currently two and a half games back of the D-backs, but the D-backs are currently up right now, but LA improves to 44 and 34. Big stories tonight, of course. Clayton Kershaw flirting with a no hitter. Kershaw twirled a gem. He was phenomenal. He goes six innings, allowed just one hit, no earned runs, of course. Two strikeouts, one walk, 79 pitches, 53 for strikes, nine ground ball outs, and four fly balls. So you see the strikeout numbers, they weren't explosive. The swing and miss numbers, they weren't explosive. When you consider how that slider was able to generate those ground ball outs, the curveball. He was fantastic. He was phenomenal. And we wait on an update from Dave Roberts because as he was leaving, he told Dave Roberts he was done after 79 pitches. So we'll find out what is the status of Clayton Kershaw. My guess, my hope at the very least, is that he was just fatigued, a little tired with that thin air at Coors Field. That, to me, is my hope. But I think one of my big takeaways from this game is Clayton Kershaw is absolutely 100% all-star. I think he can absolutely make a case that he should be starting the all-star game for the second time in as many years. And I think you can start that Clayton Kershaw, you can start that Clayton Kershaw Cy Young campaign. Forget it. Change the name from the Cy Young to the Clayton Kershaw, okay? Clayton Kershaw should absolutely be in the mix for his four Cy Young. He should already have four Cy Youngs for being quite honest. He should have that over R.A. Dickey there in 2012. That, to me, was an absolute travesty. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But also, you got to get J.D. Martinez. Tons of credit, too. Two home runs for J.D. Martinez. Congratulations to J.D. Gets his 300th home run. He got a two-run shot off of a C-ball there in the third inning, and then he took Brad Hand yard there in the sixth. So he hits a dong off Brad Hand for a solo shot. So J.D. Martinez, he's been fantastic, slashing 259, 305, 582, 18 bombs and 133 weighted runs created. Plus, he's been fantastic. That's second in the league, second in the National League when it comes to slugging percentage. But yeah, Kershaw, he really is the story of today's game. We're going to talk about Muncie's defense. We're going to talk about the bullpen who continues to put up zeros, save for Phil Bigford, three walks there there and definitely wasn't sharp but Evan Phillips came in and he got the save but Kershaw he gets the win he improves the 10 and 4 and I believe at Kershaw's numbers he's third in the National League with a 255 ERA behind Bryce Elder of the Braves and Marcus Stroman of the Cubs let's get down to your comment section give me your big takeaways what are your big takeaways from tonight's Dodgers win LA gets to win 5 to nothing their third shutout in six games and also I'm looking for that Jorrito shot takers comment of the game. If I get that comment of the game, you're going to see one of these. We got Diane Schroeder. Hello, Dodgers Nation. D-Mac. What up, Diane Schroeder? We got... I keep rooting for Phil like an idiot. That's from Matty Man Dodge. Yeah, we're going to talk about Phil Bigford, who definitely, look, that's why you have a guy like Phil Bigford, who has been pitching better of late since he returned from the injury. But, yeah, that definitely was some cause for concern, especially when you're one pitch away from possibly making a one-run game to one of the worst teams in the league. And definitely, I know your heart stopped right there because a little trickery there, a little Steiner job, everyone, it just did not have the sound. I mean, always listen to the sound. That is when you know it is the 
the sound, the crack of the bat. It just did not have that sound. But on the same token, it is Coors Field. Coors Field is one of the worst places in the world as far as baseball play. I'd rather go to the DMV seven days a week than go to Coors Field. So, I mean, it's a pretty ballpark. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, Phil Bigford, since returning, had gone three innings, allowing two earned runs so far. But it wasn't his best night. But let's get to that comment section here, guys. I heard a rumor, a trade for Scherzer. Just say hell to the no. That's from Charles Lee. Yeah, I'm going to go crazy with the trade rumor videos. We're dropping one about Andrew McCutcheon, who, if you remember a few months ago, I said, I want to see the Dodgers go after Andrew McCutcheon. At the time, the Pirates, they were having a lot of success, and I said, it's the Pirates. They're going to come down to earth. They're going to get that taste of reality, and they're reeling at the moment. I think Andrew McCutcheon makes a lot of sense, primarily at DH 55 out of 62 games, but he matches lefties, provides some power. I think he'd be a great addition. I think they definitely need a right-handed bat. There's no question about that. I think also you could look for a starting pitcher. Max Scherzer, though, after everything, I think you look at the contract he has, I don't think it makes a ton of sense. I mean, he did say Max Scherzer, and we're going to break down this game, but you baited me into it, so might as well give what you want. Max Scherzer did say that he would. There are some rumors out there that Max Scherzer would be willing to waive his no-trade clause. And, of course, you know that he pitched so well with the Dodgers. He was fantastic down the stretch until his arm passed away in the Braves series and then came back to life just in time to sign that massive deal that he signed with the New York Mets, where basically the Mets were, they were just absolutely outbidding themselves at that point because the Dodgers... They were rumored to offer him a contract around two years, $73 million, something in that range. He ends up signing a three-year, $130 million deal. So you're talking about an AAV of $43.3 million. I'm not so sure about that with Max Scherzer this year, though. I mean, look, a 3.95 ERA, a 4.13 FIB. Strikeout rates, 26.2%, 72 thirds innings. Maybe if they want to go that route. I'd much rather have Scherzer back than bring in Justin Verlander, though. I'll tell you that much. We got Revio1. What up, Revio1 over on YouTube? Bigford needs to go. We got Hugh Morris, you're going to get me laughing this one. You got... Hugh Morris said, more like Phil Ball for. Okay, that's a that's a Hornito shot taker comedy. But I, mean, I love Phil Bigford too. Love me some Phil Bigford, but that is definitely a fire take on top of that. Yeah, I mean look. Phil Bigford is a guy that occasionally when he has the run on the two seam, when he's working the fastball correctly, when he has his his off-speed stuff and he's got that slider happening, yeah, he can go out there and be effective. But yeah, I mean that's why you have a guy like that with a five-run lead. And the good news is rarely do teams come back from a five-run lead, even when it's on the road against this Colorado Rockies team that they're absolutely abysmal. I mean, 31-50 and 50 on the season. But, yeah, I mean, you saw... Just not, a, just not. I mean, he walked McMahon. I mean, just no command with that four seam fastball during that at bat. He struck out Tovar with the four seam fastball. Then he walked Profar on four pitches, missing with that four seam fastball, really pulling badly there, glove side. And then he walked Jones. And in that count, he got up ahead 0 2, was ahead with the slider. And then he ends up throwing four straight balls. And he just had no fastball command. And sometimes that gets to pitchers. They don't have the feel, you don't have the command when you're in Colorado. And it's unfortunate. But, uh, yeah, Phil Bigford, the good news is they don't think he's going to be a high-leverage guy. They don't expect him to be a high-leverage guy. They want him to be a guy that can eat innings occasionally, be the back-of-your-bullpen guy. When everyone gets healthy, he's most likely going to be the odd man out at some point. So I wouldn't waste too much bandwidth on Phil Bigford because the reality is he just doesn't have big expectations for this team. He's not going to play a big role for this team. And, yeah, that's a situation where you got to thank J.D. Martinez, right, for hitting two home runs. you got to thank James Alvin. How about showing 
showing James Albin some love. We're going to break down Kershaw's whole start in just a second. Also, if you get any information on Clay and Kershaw, let me know down below what Dave Roberts and him have to say after the game. We got Rob Marvin, do not trade Diego Cartaya. Yeah, Rob, I think for Cartaya, it's only for a massive, massive haul. I mean, you're talking about a premier player that's under contract, that's not a rental for at least one or two more seasons, or a guy that you feel comfortable bringing in that would sign long-term. If the St. Louis Cardinals and the Dodgers had better history, they don't like to deal, okay? The Cardinals and Dodgers, they're not natural trade partners, but let's say they were, and you could maybe swing a deal for Nolan Arenado. That's something that maybe you consider doing for a player like a Diego Cartai. You only use those top-shelf players when you really want to cash in. When you want to take out all that money from the 401k and say, we are going to win now. We are confident that we have the other pieces. You're looking at a last piece of a puzzle for a team that you feel confident they can go after a World Series, or you're going after a guy that you think with full confidence is going to be here, not just for a Ranger this season, but seasons to come, and guys you think you have mutual interest in getting a deal done for a star talent. So I'm in agreement with you. At the same token, Diego Cartaya, yeah, and I heard that, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's got to be difficult. I mean, he's a guy that, you know, one thing I heard from a scout recently was one thing that's great about this Dodgers organization is one thing they tell their players is, yeah, you're wearing that Dodgers uniform, right? But you're always auditioning for 30 other teams, right? You're always looking to impress other teams. Just look at what happened with Andre Jackson. Got picked up by the Pirates, right? You're in this Dodgers organization, and you get picked up. So that's something to keep in mind. And when you're a number one prospect for a premier team that is blocked by the best catcher in baseball, in my opinion, when it comes to overall value offensively and defensively combined with Will Smith, yeah, it has to creep into your mind. But uh, I heard a rumor about Justin Verlander. We got uh, uh, unable to. We got uh, Phil Big Turd. Why, wow, you guys are going hard on Phil Bigford today. Finish him. I like to call him Thin Thor or Diet Thor. But uh, Santa Maria, 805 in the house, Ruben Moreno. By the way, if you're new to the show, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, smash that like button for Clayton Kershaw, who was phenomenal, absolutely fantastic. And like I said, start the Kershaw for start the Kershaw for Cy Young campaign. Start it now. You should already have four Cy Youngs. Really could make the case you should have won it in 2015, too. But 2012 was an absolute rob job with R.A. Diggy. They loved the story. It was a guy who found a knuckleball to save his career. Kershaw was a superior pitcher by essentially every single metric save for overall strikeouts but uh we got to but we need a dodgers closer period that's from edward ramos yeah i think this is a situation tonight where you wouldn't have had your closer out there in a five-run lead against a team that as as bad as the rockies are but yeah i think eventually you are going to see the dodgers commit to either evan phillips who has 10 saves daniel hudson when he gets his feet wet and really gets some more opportunities under his belt i can see him getting a lion's share of those saves or you go out there and you trade for a closer trade for a guy you trust in a situation like that but love Kerr dog he's like the bulldog jason woods that sounds to me like kershaw's your dodger dog of the game let me know who's your dodger dog of the game and of course that is the award for who had the most dog in them tonight that does go to clayton edward kershaw dodger dog of the game we got unable to join tonight. You're the best DMAC trade for Michael Kopech. Oh, Troy Haven. Hey, he's got, he's in, uh, included in one of my next videos. So, AB, Doug, I joined your live and my wife saw you. Now she's leaving me in hopes to be with you. AB, why are you wilding? But that's maybe. <laughs> 
That makes me laugh, though. That's a more details shot taker combo than I, if I've ever seen one. Hey, no, Abe, I'm sure you're a very nice gentleman. Your wife wouldn't leave you for anyone, okay? I mean, come on now. Maybe Gabe Kapler, but that's about it. Uh, Maddie Man Dodge, you're right. You're sure right about the Padres. Maddie Man 5 Dodge. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, it's it's hard to win. It's, look, the season's very long. It is the absolute marathon. It's a gauntlet of a season, and you're going to see teams get off to good starts, but we don't have the depth in the bullpen. We don't have the depth in the starting rotation. That's when you're going to start to see teams fall off. We got Cody Cemental. What's up, DMAC? What up, Cody? We got Cody Phillips as closer. He's my Dodger dog of the night, so that's your Dodger dog, so I'll get you one, too. Dodger, Dodger, I do Max game. Scherzer for Justin Verlander. I do prefer Justin Verlander, uh, Max Scherzer to Justin Verlander, to be fair. That's from Justin Lombas. Fire Roberts. D-Mac, you the bomb. You the bomb, Edward, my man over on YouTube. Appreciate you. Uh, we got to Max Scherzer is a mess. That's from Diane Schroeder. Look, I think Max Scherzer at this stage of his career, the only way to get him to be effective, in my opinion, look, he still has a sub-4 ERA. It's not like he's Noah Syndergaard territory or anything like that. He still has showed swing and miss stuff. He has had some flashes of the Max Scherzer, the multi-time Cy Young Award winner and to me you look at the best three pitchers of the generation i go kershaw by a mile then scherzer then verlander so i think there's no doubt about it that if he did get back in dodger blue what i don't see because it's contractually you still have the rest of this year where he's owed 43.3 million and you're going to chop that already in a quarter right because we're almost midway through the season and then you look at next year 43.3 million i mean that's not a lot and when you consider the fact i mean it is a lot but it's really it's never been about the money year by year for the dodgers it's truly about the years. It's not, it's not about the, the year-by-year, the AAV. They'll pay you money annually. Just look at Trevor Bauer, the $102 million deal for three years. They were fine with that. They just don't like to give you five, six, seven, eight years, especially for a starting pitcher. And look, the fact they did offer Scherzer two years, $72 million at one point, lets you know that there was some interest there. TV cameraman is the dog of the night. That's from LOL. We got Jason Diamond. I always got to send in comments, fire robbers. Jason Diamond, do you. Like I said, the number one rule for this show is this is the people show this is your show i'm the man of the fans your show i'm just hosting it is even if we disagree this is a place this is a safe space this is the triangle of trust for you guys to get all your dodger takes out even if i disagree and honestly disagreeing makes for good for good youtube right for good uh, tv but the uh, strider here you 120 dmat kershaw was good despite not striking out a lot of batters he was efficient and will smith did a good job behind the plate i was very upset when dave took out kershaw after six innings yeah we're gonna see what the scoop was on that because look I mean Kershaw has stayed in games longer I mean he's a guy that's made four starts this year where he's going above seven innings. So I don't think that was the case. I mean, the pitch count was fine. You're at 79 pitches. I do think fatigue was a factor. And also, you don't want to get the burnout for Kurtz. You definitely are thinking about the finish line. You're not thinking about an essentially meaningless game in the middle of at the end of June against the Colorado Rockies. But his last start, he was phenomenal. I mean, you're talking about a Clayton Kershaw who is absolutely he's going to win pitcher of the month again. He's going to win pitcher of the month again in the National League, I think. At this point, when you look at the performance that he's put together, he's just been outstanding. I mean, he's been incredible. Last, look at this, Kershaw. He's allowed four runs in 33 innings this month. He has a 1.09 ERA in June, a 109 ERA in June. Uh, one earned run in his last 26 and a third's innings of work. I mean, he's been absolutely phenomenal. I mean, the ball's in play today. Like you said, he was quick. He was efficient. He was attacking hitters. And, yeah, I think the only question tonight was, what did you guys think about the hit? What did you guys think about the hit by Doyle? I mean, Max possibly could have extended his arm a little more. He's not the most athletic 
third baseman in the world. But, yeah, I think it was a tough play. I mean, if you look at the play, Doyle, it was a 490 expected batting average. Not the hardest hit ball, but, yeah, I mean. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. He still faced the minimum because for some strange reason, Doyle, by the way, you have to explain this to me. Explain this to me. I was blacked out. I was like, you are trying to steal second in a five-run deficit right there. So Kershaw was still able to face the bidding. So 18 batters came up for the Rockies. That's how many it took for them to get a hit off of Clayton Kershaw and end up being the number nine hitter there, Brenton Doyle. He breaks up Clayton Kershaw's no-hit bid there in the sixth, inning a 2-2 pitch. Got the curveball there. Just not as much sharp depth on that sometimes what you see when you're pitching at the Mile High Stadium. DMAC, where's Miguel Vargas? Joe Bama. Yeah, I'm still with Miggy. I'm still with Miggy, man. I mean, look at what we saw with uh, with James Altman, who got to give a lot of credit to. We talked about J.D. Martinez and what he was able to do with the two home runs, and he was fantastic, provide the pop for this Dodgers offense, but it was all started by James Altman, so give James Altman the credit there. He's looking so much better at the plate, so much more relaxed, so much more comfortable, just trying to keep that short, compact swing, get the bat on the ball. Don't worry about the slug. If you get the hard contact, the slug will come naturally. That's what hitting coaches will tell you. When you try to slug, you're not going to slug. It's when you try to get Get made contact and hit the ball hard. Stay within your mechanics. That's when you're going to have the results and have the success. And James Alman continues to build on some positive momentum. He goes two for four tonight, batting in the eighth hole. He provided the Dodgers offense early on. He got them on the board there in the first inning. In the second inning, after a Muncie walk, J.D. Martinez flied to right for the first out. Peralta then doubled to center. Muncie advanced to third. Hayward was hit by a pitch. And the next batter, James Altman, 3-2 count. He ends of hitting a slider to right field for a single. That gave the Dodgers a 1-0 lead. And the next batter, Miguel Rojas, he hit a sack fly to right to give the Dodgers a 2-0 lead. So early offense for the Dodgers, that's what you want to see. Miguel Rojas, who did some very interesting things, too. I mean, I saw a lot of things that I haven't seen in a while. Pretty much watch baseball every day, the regular season, a lot of the spring training as well. But, I mean, I saw some very interesting things. The Doyle steal attempt there, down 5-0 with two outs. How about the pop-up slide from Miguel Rojas? tonight in a play that most likely would have gone as a single if he just runs through the back. I mean, sometimes you see the head first slide, but a pop-up slide, I can't recall seeing that very many times. But Hanser, greater than signed Bigford. You guys are giving Bigford hell. Uh, that's from Jose over on YouTube. We got Go Dodgers. We got John Wilcox. Mookie over five, trying to hit homers instead of just getting on base. That's from John Wilcox. Yeah, not a great night for Mookie Betts. Not a great night for Mookie Betts at all. Uh, just not seeing the ball, not putting good swings on him. Ends up, like you said, going over five. And, yeah, just didn't have his best night. And also he goes 0 for 3 with runners in scoring position. So Mookie had some opportunities. The team as a whole with runners in scoring position ends up going 1 for 6. They left five Dodgers on the pond today. But, yeah, it just was not Mookie's best night. I mean, you guys know I'm a big Marcus. This is a big Mookie Betts household here. Okay, we love us some Marcus Lynn Betts. But tonight just wasn't his best night. Like I said, he goes 0 for 3 with runners in scoring position. And, 
Yeah, some fr a little frustration there for Mookie. But, yeah, you see, end up scoring five runs after the team averaged four runs per game last week. I mean, that's a one-run improvement, so that's definitely something to feel good about. But Betts end up – he was safe there in the seventh inning. Give him credit for hustling on that fielding error by McMahon. And, uh, yeah, just not a great night for Mookie Betts. Some other opportunities that he had – there in the fourth inning, Hayward hit the leadoff double to right. Altman flied to left for the first out. Then Rojas, he grounded short for the second out. Then with Hayward at third, Mookie Betts a 2-1 count, hitter count, slider, a pitch we've seen him get good swings on, put good swings on and hit for contact and definitely do damage to. He ends up flying out, just missed it. So, yeah, just not his best night. But what did you guys make of the hit the, that ended the no-hit bid for Clay and Kershaw? What are your thoughts on that? Do you think Muncy could have made a play on it? Because, look, Muncy, he definitely made some really nice plays to kind of save the no-hitter, to preserve it, some hard contact that went his way earlier but i want all your takes on some of those plays there that put to end the brenton doyle single there in the sixth inning but uh let me know down below unfortunately phil big turn has no value as a trade piece that is from jubilet uh jubilet tc justin lamas or send us nimmo with scherzer we need a center fielder that's from justin lamas you're trying to go big game hunting there conservative zach don't think bigford should be closing ball games that's from conservative zach uh king kirsch is the dog of the game that's from joe mama yeah another thought on just the Max Scherzer deal is Stephen Cohn isn't hurting for cash. You're talking about the second richest owner in sports behind Steve Ballmer. He's not hurting for cash, so he likes the name of Max Scherzer, so even though the season hasn't worked out for the Mighty Mets, or the not-so-Mighty Mets, I should say, they're more like the LOL Mets this season, you would have to assume that he still wants to see him out on that contract in hopes that yeah I mean you also have Justin Verlander I like it what I remember the nickname I gave them at the beginning of the season I call them the ace ace RP right you got those two guys kind of in the back nine of their career let's just say this was pretty much expected as far as yeah they weren't going to be lights out peak of their prime aces during this stretch run so yeah I just don't anticipate that but I do think that maybe it could be mutual maybe Max Scherzer is unhappy there I could see them working something out and him facilitating a trade and I wouldn't rule out the Texas Rangers I think the Texas Rangers are a team that they're very aggressive. They want to win. They lost Jacob DeGrom for possibly his career. I mean, we'll see what he has left in his career after he signs that $185 million deal. So I would not rule out the Texas Rangers, too. But DMAC, what up, Cowboy? Five rings. Uh, Big for never has command. Paul Spencer. Yeah, today he was wilder than a frat party during rush week. I mean, yeah, I mean, he just did not have the fastball command on that four seam. Phil Bigford is going to be DFA'd soon as he runs out of options. That's from Justin Lamas. Hot take. Bush plays a better third base than Muncie. That's from Ad Holland 14. Look, I mean... Michael Bush is never going to be a guy that's going to be a top-end defender. That's true. M Max Muncy is a guy that has improved tremendously at first base. He's a guy that, if you look at the metrics, they are down in the 8th percentile and outs above average. And look, this is a guy that was rounding into being a gold-glove caliber first baseman, and he was a team player. Of course, it's Freddie Freeman, right? So you're going to definitely be unseat when it's Freddie Franchise, Frederick Savali would coming to L.A. But also, last year he had some issues at second base, and then he takes on third base. I talked to Muncy before the season. He told me that that's where he feels most comfortable. And here's the rub on Max Muncy. He's never going to be elite. I mean, the play that kind of sticks into my mind is the Hassan Kim double down the line there in game four of the NLDS last year. Plays like that. Plays down the line. Struggling with that backhand range and just making plays. But, yeah, I would say to that, as long as he's performing as a guy that uh, that's, that's, that's providing pop and providing slug, then you feel good about it. 
But when he's not doing that, he's not going to give you very much value defensively with the glove. So there's that. And I think, yeah, he had been struggling even before he went on the IL. I mean, heading into today, he was hitting 191, had 18 home runs. That was tied for the sixth most in the senior circuit with a 115 way runs created plus. But in his last 20 games heading into today, he had a 42 way runs created plus, hitting just 135 in his last 20. Tonight, didn't do very much at the plate. Hey, it's his first game back. You can't really fault him too much for that. And he ends up going 0 for 3. Had and had the one walk. So, yeah, it wasn't his greatest night at the plate. It's not a, a game I would send to the Hall of Fame if I was Max Muncie. But, yeah, what are your takes on his defense? So, I'm going to go rapid fire on the questions here. Screw Bigford, Crack Thor, Kershaw is Zaddy from DKM. Get rid of Bigford. We got Hi, my bro. What up, Bernard? DMAC, Kershaw was good despite not striking out a lot of batters. He was efficient. And Will Smith did a good job behind the plate. I was very upset when he took him out. Thank you, brother. Together forever. We got to, my wife calls him Big Turd. That's from J Bullet TC. Kershaw for Dodger Dog of the Game. Uh, Gallegos from the Cardinals. It's just tough. I mean, there's just not a, a mutual. Uh, I mean, it's possible. I mean, there's a lot of guys that could help you. Jordan Montgomery, Tom, uh, Tommy Edmund. There's names, that, guys that could help you on the Cardinals. It's just we'll see if they're natural trade partners. I mean, the guy that I'm really feeling right now, if if we can get as far as a bullpen piece, and I talked about this on last night's Blue Heaven, is is, is K, uh, K, uh, Kanan Milton of the White Sox. I mean, he is like I me mean, lights out. He has strikeout, swing and missed up. So yeah, uh, Kanan Middleton is definitely a name that I would definitely keep my eye on and also too I think you can't roll out a Lucas Giolito I think they're gonna need another starting pitcher I think if they do not go out there and make a trade for a starting pitcher whether it's a Lucas Giolito whether it's a Max Scherzer like you're talking about whether it's a Shane Bieber where are my believers at hey this team is gonna struggle because even though some guys are performing you're getting Julio Urias back we've seen in the past we've seen how this movie ends before that even if you get one or two guys that are still able to perform well at some point injuries they're gonna absolutely probably hurt your starting rotation maybe they take away one guy in a perfect world you don't have any injuries but still i think you need the contingency plan you need to protect yourself in the event that some guy does go down you can never have enough starting pitching we got uh, jd 300 kirsch dog at the game we got uh, yeah doug news update on clay and kirsch oh, he left the game oh there you go so that's what i was hoping for that was fatigue so there you go joe bennett it's just fatigue let's all breathe it was just he was fatigued it's coors it's colorado you got the elevation guys get tired there so it's uh that's just that's just how it is man so that's definitely good to hear and it's also good to hear that that uh I mean, you know that uh, you know that the Dave Roberts is probably happy about that, right? He's like, "Yes, I get to take someone out. Woo! Let's go!" So, oh yeah. So I mean, that's just kind of the name of the game. But here we go. Back in the comment section. Here we got. Uh a Dodger for the win watching the show live in the VR chat. Oh, that's awesome, Retro Yuki. Just Dingers for Dodger Dog of the Day from Deborah Young. Zeppelin 27901. Sorry, DMAC, but not a World Series game. Can't win a World Series with only home runs. A weak bullpen and starters made of glass. Rebuild in 2024 and go all in. Wow, you're really thinking the long game. I still think offensively this team has enough pieces. They have enough starting pitching as far as if you bring in one starting pitcher, you bring in one elite bullpen piece or a guy that at least you can trust. How about Ryan Brazier? I mean, 
He's a guy that I've been seeing. I mean, if you saw the very first video when they signed him, if you look at his metrics, there's a lot that said 97 mile per hour fastball, a guy that misses barrels, a guy that induces soft contact. The X slug numbers, they were down. You saw where the Dodgers were after him. They found something in him. But it's not happening. The Giants for the D backs, though. We got. Goldilocks needs to go back to AAA. That's Ron Jerica. Screw Verlander. That's Strider here. You won 20. Yeah, I mean, Ver Verlander. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm here for all the Verlander. But wouldn't it be funny for Ben Verlander to have to root for the Dodgers? Because that would be absolutely hysterical. You probably still wouldn't. Opinion on Bush getting sent down for Muncie today at Holland 14. couple opinions on that are, one, Max Muncie, he's not going to get Wally Pipp. They're not going to have someone take his position just because he's injured. I mean, this guy has 18 home runs. That's six in the National League. He was on a stretch earlier in the year where he was being included in early MVP. Power rankings, okay? Max Muncy is a guy who's performed well in the postseason. He's a guy that really is one of the more respected guys in that clubhouse. So they were never going to send him down in favor of Michael Bush. The only question was, were they going to do something with Miguel Vargas and maybe allow him to go down there and maybe work on that swing a little bit, get his rhythm, get his timing, most importantly, get his confidence back up. That, to me, was the only realistic scenario. And also, Michael Bush having some good games Michael Bush showing some flashes, hitting doubles, making some nice plays defensively. Maybe for Andrew Freeman, maybe for the Dodgers, you say, okay, why don't we why don't we keep that trade value where it is? Why don't we keep that trade value nice and high? Will you be sending that tape? Scouts are looking at his potential, seeing more pitches, putting together quality at bat. So there's something that to that too, because look, I can tell you just from what I know, this organization is very committed to Miguel Vargas. Now, a few days ago, Dave Roberts did open the door and open that window to, to the idea of Michael Bush getting opportunities in favor of Miguel Vargas. Yes, there is that, too. So I'm not really that out, but I think that if you look at their ages, Bush is 25, Vargas is 23. I think the ceiling is higher on Vargas if everything works out. I do think the quality of at-bats for Michael Bush is really good, but Michael Bush had he been hitting 300 and hitting multiple home runs, then maybe you could say, okay, we need to have a serious conversation. As Charles Barkley says, we need to start a dialogue, right? Maybe if that's the case, then you you maybe consider it. But Michael Bush, I mean, he still hasn't hit his home run. He still hasn't hit a home run at the big league level. And in the month of June, he was 5 for 26, hitting 192. So it's not like he was tearing the cover off the ball. But, yeah, he was definitely starting to show flashes in his last game against the Astros, he ended up going 0 for 4, but before that, again, on the Saturday game, he goes 1 for 3, had the double, had the walk, and then the Friday game, he goes 1 for 2, had the double in the RBI after the James Outman stolen base in second. So definitely showed flashes, and you can see the hit tool there. You can see why he has the potential, but I still think that this made a lot of sense for what the Dodgers are trying to do. You're not going to not have Max Muncy back. You're going to try to get him right because he's a guy that's proven that he can get it done in the postseason. That's something that this organization is focused on. Therefore, why do you think they went out there and you signed a J.D. Martinez. And yes, a little long in the tooth. Yes, he's probably, like I said, on the on the back nine of his career. But J.D. Martinez is a guy that he's got that 987 postseason OPS. Max Muncie is another guy who has had a walk-off home run in the postseason. If you look at Max Muncie's postseason numbers, he has an 887 postseason OPS with 10 home runs. So, yeah, there's still a lot of potential there. It's just going to take some time. My big concern, though, is does he possibly hurt you defensively in a game? That's the only thing that I can think of when it comes to Max Muncie because if he's not producing or contributing offensively, he's not going to be producing or contributing defensively 
very much. It's really you're sacrificing that for his ability. And yeah, you saw the play that he made in the sixth inning, uh, the off the bat of Montero, and he grounded to first there in the sixth inning. That a 540 expected batting average. And it was 104.9 miles per hour off the bat. So that was hot off the bat, and it was a nice play there by Max Muncy. But let's jump back in the comment section here. Fantastic night for Clayton Kershaw. He was outstanding. He is the player of the game, the Dodger dog of the Dodger game. Dog uh, of the game. Hardy, hardly any Dodger games in Sacramento. Dodger Blue. Verlander the Dodgers is a terrible rumor. Nando 390. Nando. Uh, He's got to say a name like Don Orsillo. But uh, Carax for Cy Young. What's going on with Julio? That's for Edward Ramos. So Julio, he pitched very well, had eight strikeouts, went four innings. He is going to be on his way back. So that to me is really the big that, that's the biggest development. That's the biggest development for this Dodgers team is the fact that you're getting Julio Arias back, who he is going to pitch Saturday. Dave Roberts said today that he was penciled in for a Saturday start in Kansas City, and he had a really nice job at his rehab start in Rancho. He bounced back very nicely, and Julio Arias is a guy that he is primed and ready to, I think, I said on Blue Heaven, I think he's going to pitch as well as any Dodger on the staff, and I think he's going to pitch lights out for the rest of the year. I think Julio Arias is going to be, as Dave Roberts said today, he's going to be a man on a mission, and I think he's going to be as focused as we've ever seen him. I think his lower body, the injuries were taking its toll, the mechanics were out of whack. I think you're going to see the command improve, and you're going to start to see the Urias once again that is searching for a big bag and wants to go out there and help this team win ballgames. I'm confident that Julio comes back and pitches strong for the remainder of the season, but yeah, eight strikeouts on one hit for Julio yesterday. That's right. Uh, we we got Kurz told Roberts, I'm done. You can read his lips. The Denver air is tough. Yeah, man, get the guy an oxygen tank, man. Get an oxygen mask, okay? It's 5,200, right? A few hundred feet above sea level. So, Max needs to uh, Bush would have made that play at third. Kevin Uhas fired Doyle. We got, uh, I hope Vesia doesn't come out this series. That's from G Giza, East LA. Mickey Vargas is pretty good in away games. It seems like conservative Zach, conservative Zach. Yeah, Miguel Vargas is flash, man. Miguel Vargas has had a four-hit game with three doubles. As far as is he better road in a way? Let me check that for you, man. Let me check that for you. I, I like anecdotal takes, but you guys don't like to bring my facts to the fight, so why don't we get to the bottom of that? So home, he's pretty much dead even. Home, he has a 666 OPS, away a 688 OPS, away five home runs. Uh, at home, two home runs. So 36 games even split, too. Uh, we got seeing Muncy back at third base. Makes me really appreciate Michael Bush's defense at third base. And now back to strikeout Muncy. That is from JKid323. Joe Bennett, Kershaw put himself out due to fatigue. D-Mac, Dodger dog of the game. Thanks, Ruben Moreno. We got uh, Gritty Locks. Gold Locks needs the haircut. Tomorrow, Mookie will have a leadoff home run. Watch. That's from GGZA East LA. All right, okay, we're going to remember that. What about Liam Hendricks as a closer? Thoughts? Yeah, Liam Hendricks, for me, it's just about one when will the when will the White Sox accept the fact they need to be sellers and two how about his health because he was dealing with some elbow discomfort and I think it makes a lot of sense Liam Hendricks I think that feels like a a move where you're saying we're going to make a postseason run we're going to go for it all this season in the World Series the thing with uh, Liam Hendricks his strikeouts rates are low. He just hasn't looked great. A 540 ERA in five games since returning a 540 ERA, a 527 FIB. So 
His value isn't, isn't tremendous right now, and I think the Dodgers' last thing they want to do is trade for someone that they don't have full confidence will finish the year at the very least, stay on the mound. So, Nando, 390 months, is too slow and has shaky defense at third. Kershaw's post-interview said he wasn't feeling very well after getting out. Niners quarterback train wreck greater than signed Vesia. Ray Barrios, yeah. Muncie D is worse than Hanley Ramirez. J-Kid 323. Muncie not that agile. By the way, how about some props to Hideo Nomo? Props to Hideo Nomo, who still has the record record for the only guy who's ever pitched a no-hitter at Coors Field. So I kind of feel, obviously I wanted to, to, uh, uh, to, of course, I want to curse on to have that no hitter. There's no question about that. But September 17th, 1996, Hideo Nomo pitches the no hitter at Coors Field. That Rockies team had a 343 home batting average. They were one of the best offenses in the league. So, yeah, it's such an improbable feat, such an impressive feat there by Hideo Nomo. And uh, went on to pitch another no hitter in 2001 with the Boston Red Sox. So, yeah, no Clay Kershaw is not going in the IL. He's going to be fine. The Madres got blown out. That's a Ron Jerica. Yeah, they are reeling. They are definitely, they're, to me, they're, they're the Dwight Howard, Steve Nash, Kobe Laker team, right? All the high, all all the buzz and they've been a bust uh, so far. Hopefully tomorrow they hit a home run in section 159 and that's where I'm sitting this series. We got uh, D-backs are playing out of their mind but they will come back to earth. That's from Edward Ramos. Hendricks is injured and don't we have Phillips who is excellent. In a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that the big question is, look, the big question when it comes to Evan Phillips is, do you want to do you want to use him as your guy? That is your high leverage guy. Okay, you want him on your on the on the uh, guy that you want in your high leverage situation. Sometimes the ninth inning isn't in the ninth inning, right? Sometimes it's in the sixth, seventh, and eighth when you're facing the meat of the lineup. When you got runners on base, when you got the top of the order. So that's why you don't want to pigeonhole him in to anything like that. And yeah, as you said, Hendricks is still on the IL. I mean, he's not going to return until the middle of July. I mean, the return date for him is around seven fourteen. Still dealing with an elbow issue. So yeah, there's that as well. So, yeah, all fair takes. I think Hendricks, you don't want to trade for damaged goods. So until he comes back, you're that close to the deadline. I mean, you only really have two weeks to impress before that August 1st deadline. I just don't see that happening. But uh, just deal for Nolan. He's from the OC. We got Muncie is a mule in a horse race. That's from Roy Estrada. D-backs fall in October. We got to, I get diarrhea every time the ball is hit towards Muncie. Okay. Finish him. That's actually a bruh. Bruh. 
Uh, for his brother tonight. Max Muncy is not an ideal third baseman. We got Muncy getting torch. That's from Franco Bradshaw. 300 home runs from Herman Munster. G congrats. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's definitely one of the stories tonight. We talked about J.D. Martinez quite a bit earlier. And to me, one of the biggest bargains in the game, a one-year $10 million deal. If you look at his isolated power numbers, they are through the roof compared to last season. The power numbers are up across the board. And he was fantastic. We talked about the top of the show, but... Yeah, as a DH, he's going to be on the All-Star team. He's going to be on the All-Star team. He's one of the two finalists to start the All-Star game. So what a year for... What a year for J.D. Martinez. The fact you signed that one-year deal with the Dodgers, you come home, reunite with Robert Van Scoriak, reunite with your boy Mookie Betts, and you're having a fantastic season. So, yeah, 133 weighted runs created plus. What more could you ask for from J.D. Martinez? And like I said, you're going to truly see his ability and why they signed him in the postseason when by that time of the year, he's all the way locked in. And, yeah, he's fantastic. He's just the 156th player in Major League history with 300 bombs. J.D. just dingers. D-Mac needs to be the setup man I'll take it Finish that's a, that's a big line I'll take uh, D-Mac plays uh, He plays He comes great No pass here He wants to pass A uh, go to Disneyland That's a good one uh, D-Mac Can we get Zach Granke back LOL Strider Hear you Yeah we're talking about That 2015 season man Zach Granke Was absurd I think Granke At this point of his career uh, he's not going to provide very much other than back-end help. So we got the D-Mac loves the White Sox, LOL, J-Kid, 323. Actually, like some of their players, I want to see them in Dodger Blue. I actually root against them as if they're like our biggest rival because I want the Dodgers to get some of their players. But, yeah, Clayton Kershaw leads the National, led the National League in 2012 he should have four Cy Youngs he led the National League with a 253 ERA that was ahead of R.A. Dickey's 273 let him in whip and let him in opponents batting average Kershaw should already have four possibly five Cy Youngs do you think Kersh is going to pitch enough innings pitch enough games and be good for the entire year to put himself in the Cy Young mix because hey we know a narrative is what one R.A. Dickey there in 20 in 20 uh, back back in uh, tw uh, 2012 and we also know that Jake Arrieta in 2015 uh, pretty much stole one too so I think R.I. Dickey in 2012 was a little ridiculous was extremely ridiculous absolutely absurd and Clayton Kershaw should be up there in the the three plus club there's only four pitchers in big league history that have more than three Cy Youngs that's Maddox has four Steve Carlton has four the big unit Randy Johnson has five and Roger Clemens has seven Yes, a couple of those, he was taking steroids out of his gourd, but still a lot of the players were, but doesn't justify it. But sign Chapman, you have to trade for him, but uh, no runs allowed by Kirsch in the Mile High Pinball Machine. Yeah, and he's a guy who's had his issues at Col in Colorado at Coors Field. It was good to see him go out there and pitch well. But, uh, yeah, a couple here, guys. We'll let you guys enjoy the rest of your Tuesday night. We'll be back possibly tomorrow, definitely Thursday, but uh, uh, True Blue Reef, I read a comment where they said DFAJD. I don't know what that even meant. How would you do that? But uh, any update on, on Dustin May, DMAC? Really, nothing from Dustin May at the moment. I mean, they're trying to see when he's going to come back, I mean, of course, he had the PRP shot. The good thing is the UCL, all the tendons were in place. Hopefully, you get him back at some point towards the end of July. I mean, that really is the the date where you're starting to wonder, okay, can he come back and contribute this season? Can he avoid surgery? Dave Roberts said at the beginning of the month, or he said that, 
He's still weeks away from being cleared to pick up a baseball, and that was towards the beginning of June. So he's still a ways away, and you really have to see how that PRP treatment is going to take. Is he going to respond well to it? Some pitchers do. Some pitchers don't. And, yeah, I mean, he's on the 60-day IL for a reason, and that put him out until mid-July. So will he be back right when that 60-day IL ends? I find that hard to believe. I think there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding Dustin May. And, hey, like I said, he received that PRP. PRP shot. Hopefully that helps him avoid surgery, but we don't really have a true clear picture as of right now. But yeah, I mean, he had a 2.63 ERA, a sub one whip, 34 Ks. I mean, he was definitely on his way to possibly making a run at his first career all-star team. But I think that you just have to look at him as the icing on the cake as a bonus. And you can't say, okay, we're going to rely on Dustin May coming back and being lights out. We're going to go out there and give ourselves some insurance and we're going to be aggressive and proactive and say, we're going to get ourselves a starter. But I haven't heard too much on Dustin May. It's a little concerning. Yeah, definitely concerning. Concerning, but like I said, there's just nothing to report. I mean, that's he's on the 60-day IL for a reason. You can't, you're not eligible to come back until towards the end of July anyway. But uh, yeah, just keep your fingers, keep your toes, keep everything crossed that he can avoid surgery. I mean, even if he comes back and it's a very slow play, if he can avoid surgery and those ligaments are intact and you don't have to be a double TJ guy, that to me is going to be a win. But uh, we got uh, no antiques in Dodgerland. Make the Mets eat crow. Uh, Blake Snell might be available soon. That's from Luis Alvarado. D-Mag, what a moose. Fire take. Kirsch making a run for Cy Young. That's from Art3502. You want the fire take? Got you. Fire take. Uh, did J.D. get his 300 ball from the fans? That's a great question, Jay Silva. We'll find out after the game. Hopefully he did. Hopefully he gave him a bat, some batting gloves. Who knows? But I want to see Fresh Prince of Bel-Air get the MVP for Bel-Air. Hey, man, as long as let's, let's do baby steps, he's definitely going to make the all-star team, I think. I would take him over Sean Murphy every single day of the week. But, uh, yeah, hopefully we cross that bridge and we check that box off, and then we can start worrying about other awards and accolades. And I'll tell you, this is a guy who just loves to play. This is a guy who just loves to just go out there. By the way, if you saw, I, I, did, I dropped my video on being at the Dodgers Gala today, and I talked to Will Smith, and I mentioned the fact that, hey, People say that we look alike, and I take it as a compliment. I don't know how he takes it, but go ahead and check that out. There is a video of us together at the same time, so we can put an end to the rumors that I am Will Smith, although I wish I was an all-star catcher for the Dodgers. But uh, Muncie producing at the pizza table. That's from Michael Chapman. We got, who do you have? What starting pitcher do you want to see the Dodgers trade for? We'll get on that one. F the Astros. That's from Michael. We got JD, JKid323. Julio's out of shape. He needs to lose 30 pounds. JKid, Julio is... Looking at his felt as I've seen him in a while, he definitely has trimmed up. He's putting in the work. I saw him running up and down Dodger Stadium and the stairs a few weeks ago before he got injured. So, yeah, I think he's definitely focused. And I think, like I said, I think you are going to see the best version of Julio Urias. I think you're going to see a locked-in Julio. I think you're going to see the Urias once again. I truly believe that in my heart of hearts. The velo was down. The mechanics look rocky. You're seeing the pitch mix. The changeup wasn't effective. The slurve wasn't as effective. You saw him making mistakes out of the plate. A lot of that he was pulling the consistency the repeatability of his mechanics wasn't as good the feel wasn't as good and i think the additional time on the il definitely helped him by the way my my friend mr tim rogers my good friend he interviewed julio arias so go check him out on dodgers 2080 but uh ariba we got uh dmac would you like zach cranky back strider year you hear you i always look man i don't care if zach great he'd be like 60 years from now 20 years from now i would love zach cranky man Dylan Cease from Justin Lamas. Yeah, look, Dylan Cease. The thing about Dylan Cease is it's, first of all, 
Dylan Cease, we know. I think that's a that's a guy that you say, okay, this is a this is an ace that's built for October. He's built for the bright lights, the postseason, a 27.8 strikeout rate. ERA is not very pretty at 484. The FIP is a little lower at 387. But I think in the Dodgers' hands, Dylan Cease would thrive. I think Dylan Cease would three would thrive in the dollar Dodgers' hands, playing with this organization, learning from Mark Pryor, learning from some of these other great pitchers. So yeah, I think that that'd be an interesting move, but for him, it's it doesn't make tons of sense from the Dodgers standpoint when you look at the amount of team control that he's under. I mean, he still has two more arbitration years left, and when you have that many arbitration years and you're the White Sox, you can say maybe there's a guy if we retool quick enough, maybe he can help us win uh, next year or a couple years down the line. But regardless, that's going to take a lot of prospect capital to get a deal and see. So I would think that one is pretty unlikely. We got uh, top of the night, D-backs 8-4 over the Rays. Ooh, that's from Joe Bennett. So there you go. The Dodgers will remain three games back most likely. Muncie can't hit a beach ball. That's from John Wilcox. We got Braves looking unstoppable right now, but hopefully they're they are last season's Dodgers. That's a great take, Ray Barrios. You don't want to peak too early, right? We saw that last year when the Dodgers peaked in the summertime and not the end. But D Mag is the best. Thanks, David. Appreciate you. D Bay for closer, months for triple A, J Bullet. Hey, I said that a few weeks ago. Dustin May, give me the final three outs of the World Series, and I'll be fine with that. But I think eventually, if he doesn't clean up those mechanics, I think J Bullet, TC, you're onto something. I think there's a lot of truth to what you're saying that possibly he does become a reliever at some point in his career if he can't stay healthy as a starter but uh, yeah a couple more here guys will let you out trade for Corbin Burns while his value is low hey I would not be against that he's under one more year team control I just watched the video uh, I need Snell to go stop it with Granky. I want Bieber from Cheeky Chicken D's. Hey, we're on a minor league contract with a diamond in the rough. Absolutely. Thank you very much to the Chicago Cubs. Kershaw player of the game. Also Martinez. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Dodgers Nation postgame show. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. For all things Dodger baseball, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Remember, nothing brings us together quite like Dodger baseball. And until next time, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. 